and welcome to our next podcast and to Lucia Federici, who's been running successful nursery schools for many years. I won't ask how many. <laughs> Lucia, welcome back to the St Albans podcast with me, Elspeth Jackman. Tell me how uh, your business, how it all began. Well, thank you, Elspeth. Uh, well, it all began in 1985, quite a long time ago, in a little house halfway down Worley Road in the town centre. So we lived upstairs and we converted the ground floor of our terraced house into a nursery for 10 children. Was that because there wasn't a good uh, variety of other equivalents to do? Well, to be honest, there weren't really any nurseries, private day nurseries at the time. There were nursery schools and playgroups and childminders. And I was originally a childminder. Um, And then my sister suggested me, well, why don't you open a nursery? I thought, oh, that's a good idea. Um, And we started the process of trying to get premises, which was incredibly difficult. And at the time, there was quite a lot of prejudice against day nurseries. Um, They weren't really... They weren't really a, th- a done thing in well, England the at the time. Mums are supposed to stay at home and Abs- look after their children. Yes, yeah. yes. Um, and so in the end, we, in desperation, said, well, let's open the day nursery in our home and live upstairs, which actually worked so well um, because immediately you've got a homely environment, which is Indeed. ideal for young children. Yes. And is that um, what you did in Sandpit Lane? Yes, and then eventually, six years later, we were oversubscribed in terms of pupils, but also our family was bigger and we needed bigger living space. So we moved to a premises in Sandpit Lane, which uh, was a former chiropractice. So it was perfect because we already had a kitchen and self-contained accommodation upstairs. So we moved to Sandpit Lane. We were a bit worried because we were quite far down Sandpit Lane. We thought we might not get enough customers because coming from the town centre, where we had lots of customers, we were a bit worried that Marshallswick was a bit Spartan, but actually the opposite was true. It was an absolutely perfect place for yes. a nursery and it's, school. It's very obvious, isn't it? Yes. You're almost bang on the road and you know what it's there. Exactly, yes. exactly. Yes. Oh. And if I'm right, your family business, did your some of your children move into it? Yes, well? yes. I've actually got um, two members of my children, two members of my family, working for me at the moment and another one's going to join us in September right um, which is wonderful because it means they, they've taken on the sort of day-to-day running of the nursery but I can still do the bits I enjoy so I'm still involved yes. in cooking each week and I do puppet shows and I'm involved in a little bit of the planning and resources but the day-to-day getting up at sort of seven in the morning I don't have to do anymore and which they, is lovely. Are they on the spot? Are they still living with you? Or they no, no, they're others? married. They they're have married. their own families. Right. But uh, yes. So it continues. Wow. Yes. Yeah. Um, so, and finally, you've got another venue. Tell us why. Yes, well, we've got a lovely venue in Sandpit Lane on Verulam Playing Fields. Oh, yes. Um, but we just wanted to make sure that we had enough security if ever that venue, which is leased, if ever we weren't, we had to move. Right. And we, again, looked around for something similar because, again, we've, we're very oversubscribed and decided that the house where we lived was the perfect place again. So we reconverted that back into a nursery on two levels um, and it, it virtually filled up immediately. Such is the demand for quality preschool places. Right. Um, so, yes. yes. And, of course, there's a new housing estate right next door to us which with over 300 houses. <gasps> so we couldn't have yes, opened up the second nursery at a better time because lots of our customers are now coming from the new 
housing estate in Sandpit Lane. Yeah, wow. So quality, how, how can you define the quality of a, a nursery school? Right. Essentially, it's the staff. The okay. staff, it's, it's all about the staff, the people that are with the children. You right. could run a nursery in a barn, but if you've got loving, uh, professional, caring staff, the children would have a good time. So it's not really about the premises. Obviously, having a beautiful premises as well is what gets your customers through the door. But what the children really remember when they go home is the person that's been looking after them. Indeed. So making yeah. sure we've got really good staff, good people that are um, reliable, that are there every day, that are there with the children all day, that aren't in and out, and that love working for us. Because if the, ch if the staff love being at, at the nursery, the children will. But if the staff aren't happy, then the children won't be. Mm. It's hard work looking after children. And you really need to make sure you love doing it, otherwise you're in the wrong place. Indeed, because I, of course, have worked with children a lot of my years. I mean, my music group, somebody said to me, Elspeth, um, our leader is uh, leaving nine children, sort of three, four, five. You could do this. They're always saying that. So I did it. But then many years later, I had 500 children wow. in 39 different groups all of the days of the week and one wow. person who... Who helped me? But I, even now, you see, I teach piano, but I love it when the children come in. I it know. lightens it up. I always think working with children is actually like working with angels. <laughs> oh, lovely! There's something so yes. innocent yes. And, and wonderful about them. Um, they don't judge you like adults do, and everything you do, they're grateful for. So yes, it, it is the mm. most wonderful job in the world in my in my book. Mm. Now, since the pandemic, in particular, there's more understanding that some children may need help with what's called their mental health. Um, are those too young in your area to be affected by that? In your um, no, I think, unfortunately for me, I think often children's mental health suffers because parents' mental health is suffering. Right. So it's all to do with that. Children aren't really worried about the pandemic or even about being at home. If they're at home with their love, loving parents and brothers and sisters, it's actually wonderful for them. Mm -hmm. But I think obviously if parents are anxious and worried, that, if that affects children's mental health. Mm -hmm. So it's about actually helping the parents and then the children are almost a byproduct of that. Yes, I was interested to see um, when we were looking at what was happening with Ukraine, that the children played quite happily with their things down yes. below and pretended this was a gun and that was so-and-so and that was fun. Yes. Yeah, yes, so children in many ways are more resilient than adults. Yes. <laughs> um, and that's why it's so important to look after the adults. We always say at the nursery we need to settle the parents before we can settle the children. So when children start, we focus very much on the parents, on keeping in touch with the parents, making sure they can ask the questions, they feel that their children are in a safe place. Yeah. Because when they feel safe, their children will. But if you ignore the needs of the parents, you do that at the, at the children's peril because the children, they look to mummy and daddy. And if mummy and daddy are feeling happy and relaxed, then they're gonna be relaxed. Yes. Do you, uh, how does it happen when a, a parent is interested? Do you? you allow them to, to look on or just tell them about it and then receive them at the end? You know. Uh, so when parents are interested, parent. initially they phone up and have a chat over the phone. Yes. And then we have open days that they can come to oh, and, right. and have a look around. Yes. Um, and we also do show them around while the nursery is going on. They can come mm. and visit the nursery with their child. Mm. Um, have you been able to fully staff the nursery in COVID 
times. I mean, we've been up and down since 2019, haven't we? Yes, I mean, up until the Omicron, um, just recently over Christmas, we were actually, everything went really well. We didn't have any cases of of COVID in the nursery. Um, And yeah, if anything, it was actually better because with all the lockdowns and Mm. restrictions, our staff weren't going out on the weekends and in the evenings. So actually, they couldn't wait to come to work. So actually, we, we staffed it more easily during COVID times than the normal times where they're more likely to go out on the weekends or do things and, mm. and, and catch illnesses. There so weren't, we, weren't rules where you said you, you've got to keep children sort of six feet from you, etc. No, no, there weren't. There was a time we had to have children in, in small bubbles. So instead of a group right, of 12, right. we had them in groups of six. Um, mm. But uh, yeah, we, man- we seemed to manage very, very well. Um, and even after the lockdown, we closed... We closed for most children. We opened for key workers during lockdown for about 12 children. But even when most of the children had been off and came back and we expected them all to be a bit worried about coming back to nursery, mm-hmm. they came back so well. Oh, lovely. And it was almost like that lockdown had been good for them, just time at home and time just yeah, mulling around at home. We yes, didn't, and then they appreciated you much they more. They appreciated us, but yes. also the time at home seemed to have done them good as well. Mm. Now, it's called... Mount Carmel Kindergarten. Um, I think that's a name from the Bible somewhere, isn't it? That's right. Mount Mount Carmel is a mountain in Israel. And it Mm. was a place where uh, Elijah, originally that's where it's mentioned in Elijah in the Bible, but it was a place where Our Lady, the mother of Jesus, was honoured particularly. And Mm. she's often known as Our Lady of Mount Carmel. And we wanted something that would reflect our Christian belief without being obviously a, a Catholic nursery as such. So mm. we wanted something that would suggest to people there is a, an underlying Christian tone. So at the nursery, children will hear about Christmas and Easter. We say a daily prayer, and we're quite open in our beliefs about heaven and God, etc. Mm. Um, I'm, I'm amazed that in this very secular time that you get your bursting full of people wanting to come to you. Absolutely. And you put before them the basics as they children can understand them, you know, in subtle ways, and as Christians. I know, it's amazing, but I suppose ultimately I think people are not as afraid as you might think of their children hearing about God. And we attract other religions as well. We have Muslims, Hindus, Jews, um, and obviously a lot of Christians. So even if people don't necessarily go to church, I think most people see that it's actually quite healthy for children to believe that there is a God and a God that loves them. Mm. I've noticed that the difference today at school, secondary school, they're all taught about every religion. Yes. Long, long time ago when I was at school, it was the Bible that was the only thing that was taught. Yes. Interesting. But then you had children sitting out of assembly and not allowed to go in, you know, and things like that. Yes, yeah. So generally you have got, you seem to have touched it right. Yes, I mean, obviously, if a parent comes to the nursery and says to us, I don't want my child to hear about God, I would suggest to them that they go to another nursery, that they don't talk about God. Because when they're little, you can't start taking them out of rooms. And obviously, we d- we we might teach them. We might talk about God when we're playing with Play-Doh. So, uh, if they really don't want that, then Mount Carmel's not the right nursery for them. Mm. Have you any sort of uh, recollections of fairly funny incidents or things that happened which are extraordinary? I haven't didn't prime you on this. But, yes, uh, I 
to be honest, I've got a quote book and I should have brought it along because whenever a child says something funny, we write it down because otherwise we do forget. But only recently one of the teachers said to the children, she said, oh, did you do anything nice on the weekend? And um, one of the children said, oh, yes, we went to have some food. We went out and, and the teacher said, oh, what, what to a cafe? What was it called? She said, oh, it's called the boozer. My mummy calls it the boozer. <laughs> Uh, and it was so funny because this little girl is such a prim and proper little girl and so is her mum. Um, so yes, they do say all sorts of... And one, once a child said to me, you're the head mystery that lives upstairs. Well, that's, a, that's an interesting <laughs> way. The head mystery. mystery. Right, I haven't heard that before. That's mm. a one to be treasured, isn't it? Yes. Yeah. Yes. So you have um, enough... Uh, well, you, 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 you're in charge of it all, you sort it out, everything from the top, but you have enough of hands-on to really satisfy. Oh, absolutely, yes, yes. I do. Um, as I say, it, if I had it my way, I'd probably stay there all day just playing with the children because I, I just think they're amazing young children and, mm. the, and the, thing they, the things they say. Uh, but yes, I've got time to also uh, see my grandchildren and do the things that I want to do. Mm. Um, so. Which, which is good, because sometimes when people say stop work, suddenly retire, you know, what's next? What am I going to move into, you know? And to have a lot of what you love and have been doing for years still around is, is healthy. Absolutely. Also just physically as well, um, right, being yeah. on my feet, going, moving around, moving toys around or going in to see the different nurseries. Mm. It keeps mm. me physically fit as well. So, yes. so I, I consider myself very fortunate, actually, to, to have a business that I just love so much. Yes. Um, Do you have um, somebody who's perhaps trained a bit more, one of your um, staff, in each of the different places where you um, have a nursery? You know, are you, are you um, training up future people in charge? Yes, well, my children, really. So my, my children Family have done business, the, yes. Yes, my children have done the early years teacher training. Um, mm. And obviously all our staff that come to us, we get them all on uh, childcare courses as well so that, so that the, children, the staff are highly qualified and skilled mm. in, in what they need to know. Mm. Do you ever write a book of... Oh, your quotes could work out as a book, couldn't it? I've often thought of it as just time. You just There's not the time to do everything you want to do. Um, people often say to, to me, oh, you should write a book. But to be honest, I hate writing. Right. So it probably never happened because I can talk, but I, I've never liked writing. So. Yes. I enjoy writing. I don't enjoy the computer so much. But um, yes. So I like and I got a voice for speaking as well. Yes. So that's, that's lovely. Wow, it's great to see you again. Oh, it's lovely to see you. And oh, to hear lovely. all about how uh, Mount Carmel, I'm going to say nursery, it's kindergarten. Kindergarten, yes. How Mount Carmel in kindergarten is flourishing at the moment. So many thanks for coming. Thank you, here. Elspeth. Lovely to see you. You know, you probably touched hundreds and hundreds of young lives. Just think of that. Yeah, I know. It's no. great. Yeah. And God's in the lot. Yes. Absolutely. Where can I go from your spirit?